So we did things like air hockey. We did things like karate. We did a lot of crossover. We, we did make him crawl when he was younger. I mean, there was very, like, very, like, I don't want to say simple, but very, um, you know, like boom, 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 boom. You need to yeah, see, like a specific. Right? Yeah. Specific. Yeah. Thank you. That's sort of where I was looking for, because you're right. The, the way you get things done is very specific. You wake up on Monday, you do these things. You wake up on Tuesday, you do those things. But if you're only waking up on Monday, doing those things and Tuesday, doing those things, where are you going? And what are you, what are you working toward? So the, I'm all about the why I'm all about the potential. I'm always, I'm all about the result. I'm a transformation expert. I will get you there. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have Kim Woods with here with me today. She is a spiritual leader and transformational expert. She uh, was in a corporate career, uh, catapulting into the stratosphere when her son was born with significant issues. When the doctor said he wouldn't be able to walk up the stairs naturally, throw and catch a ball or have a normal social life, she said, absolutely not. She dove deeply into healing and found the blending of Eastern practices with Western modalities brought the best results for her. She is a spiritual leader who channels, yet she has an MBA from Babson College and 30 plus years of business and leadership experience. She's founded and run multi-million dollar firms, consulted with C-level executives and led teams too numerous to count. And so with that, welcome to the show, Kim. Thanks so much, Cody. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I did leave off one super important piece that you are also a mother of two, right? Yes, I absolutely am. <laughs> and so... Um, I so I want to lead off with that a little bit because I loved in your introduction that you came up and said, okay, um, you know, you had a career path going on, and then something you know was brought to you with from for your son with the doctors, and that you just took a full pivot and dove headfirst to solve the problem yourself. And so, can you kind of walk me through the story behind that? Oh, 100%. So I was, my career was amazing. I thought everything was perfect, right? I had success. I had the money, right? I had all the trappings and yet realized, you know, my son was more important. His health was more important. I think most mothers would, would realize that I had the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to chuck all this and I'm going to, I'm going to resolve his issues. It led me into an eight year path of trying to figure out, we would basically rewired his brain. He was on the Asperger spectrum. And so I said, no way. I said, absolutely not. We're not going to just look for strategies. We're not just going to look for solutions. We're going to look for him to have a quality life. When the doctor said to me, he wouldn't have a normal social life. That was the kicker. That was when I said, absolutely not. That's not happening. Um, but what, what happened for me, Cody, was that I delved 
deeply into the Western practices. And I discovered that they had so many tools that worked beautifully with the Western modalities, that it was the blending of the two. At the same time, I went back into my intuition and I didn't follow what other people said. This is the crux of it. So going inside and, and really following what I knew and what I, what I trusted to be true was the game changer. Yeah. My son today is a junior in college. He has a ton of friends. He's a great athlete. He's super happy. He's actually working in the company, which is crazy. And he's going to school, he's going to college. He's doing great. And his life is typical. He's a typical 20 year old. Well, it sounds like he's an atypical 20 year old, but in the best way possible. So that sounds pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> I love the fact that somebody threw a challenge at you. And instead of putting your head down and accepting, uh, you just took it on right <laughs> and that's uh you know that's it's it's um it's very commendable because you know it, it it that's i know as a mother that's probably isn't the way to say it but it's not your fight right so a lot of people kind of even say like that but as a mother it kind of like that becomes your fight right because you're the mom and taking care of those things and so what what did you find that was different between what the doctors were basically telling you and what you want on your own self-discussion and intuition. Cause I did hear that you kind of lit up on that part of it. Um, and so what, what kind of, what were some of the, the revelations you had? They, they said, there's no way he's going to get off the spectrum. There's just no way. There's absolutely no way we're going to come up with. What does strategy. that mean? What does that mean though? Not, he won't, he won't ever get off the spectrum. Cause I thought it was more of like a, like dealing. I don't I don't know. How to, I don't know. the I don't know enough about it, but like, I know that yeah. like, I thought you were always there, but then you could, you could have different results from it. Is that, how does that work? Well, so meaning, meaning that you could be, you know, highly functional, right? Yeah. You, and what, what would that mean? That would mean that in the, from the, again, this is an older term. I'll, I'll use the newer term. It's he was on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. And so that means that he was emotionally not able to connect. It means that he didn't understand nuances or nonverbal language. He didn't get clues, you know, like kind of cues from people. He didn't have like the executive functioning piece to, to be able to strategize or to estimate or guess. There was no nuance. There was like no gray in his world. Everything was black or white and without emotion. I didn't want to accept that for him when he was three years old. And so the, the doctors and all the therapists and everybody kept saying, yes, and this is a solution that he could use to help, you know, understand, not even understand, to, to cope with, he can come up with, basically we can fill his files that he can come up with a series of coping mechanisms. And I said, no way, absolutely not, not on my watch. So what I ended up doing was saying, and no one said that this could happen, this was 20 years ago or 17 years ago, that I was like, no, absolutely not. We're gonna, I, I was reading Merck manuals, it was a little crazy. So I was, I was going into the under, underpinnings of things and saying, what is the result that, that we're looking for, for him to have a typical life, whatever that means for him. And because of that, I said, well, then I'd want him to be able to make friends. I'd want him to understand and have a sense of humor, right? And be able to laugh. I'd want him to understand the nuances of life because life is gray, right? Uh, I'd want him to be able to connect and engage. I'd want him to be able to strategize and look at the big picture. Um, I want him to be able to feel his intuition and be able to go with his gut. And so I just went to the, this is the result we're looking for. How do we get there? And that was a whole different orientation. I, so, I absolutely love that because my, I'm built that way. <laughs> so I, I, and I think it's the best way to get to a goal. Um, you know, I think a lot of people confuse goals with dreams, you know, and it's like, I, the only difference is, is like building that plan to get there, mm -hmm. right? You identify what you want, you identify the time frame that you want to get to it, right? Which is yeah. where we, most people skip that problem and that part of it, right? I want a million dollars. When do you want it by? 
Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Well, then you, you, how are you going to get there? Like you just hopes and dreams, right? So it's like, I want a million dollars. Well, when do you want it? 10 years. Great. You got to make, you know, whatever it is, $900,000 or $850,000 a year, or I mean, $85,000 a year, you got to save. Right. Oh, okay. That means you got to save more than $7,000 a month. Can you do that? I don't know. Can you save 2,500 bucks a week? I don't know. How do I do it? And you start backing those things in, right? And it becomes a real doable, you got to make $300 a day. Mm-hmm. Can you save three hundred dollars a day? And it's like, whoa. Well, that's what we're going to do to get there, right? And so I love the fact you said, okay, I want these things for him. Now, how do you get there? And that's my next question. Like, how did you? you that's a big challenge. And the reason I'm asking these questions is because I believe there's probably parents listening today that mm-hmm. all of our kids have challenges, and we all want the best for them. You took on a significant problem where they said he's not going to be able to emotionally connect, see social cues, have a normal life. Like those are bigger problems than my kids won't eat enough vegetables. And so I think there's some learning lessons in there for parents listening right now. And that's why I'm kind of digging in with it with you yeah. because I think it's super transferable. The, the, the framework of identify the goal. And then I went out and found out like how to do it. That's transferable to any problem. Hundred percent. So, so for me, I'm all about potential. Yeah. I, I do that now. I do that for everything. That's just the way I've been programmed and wired since I was born. And so, the potential was a, a typical life, right? So, like, okay, how are we going to get there? I ended up not taking no for an answer. Yeah. Want to know what I did? I just, I just literally obliterated any obstacle in our way. So, and this is going to sound kind of crazy. I started a business because we needed copious amounts of money to be able to pay for all the therapy. Because if you wait for the public system to pay for it, you're waiting two years and you're already at a deficit. So I started a business strategy firm during all of this, by the way. So I was doing that on the side. And then, yeah, that was my side hustle, by the way. And and to make enough money to just pay, to just pay for it. We ended up being able to, you know, the Western, the Western, um, therapies were wonderful, like occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech therapy were amazing. They weren't enough because they weren't helping him get into his body. They weren't helping him to become totally himself. And so we did acupuncture and we did a lot of other Eastern practices and we found yoga was really helpful. We found that um, tuning forks and I'm going to get a little woo here, you know, like all these, all these, all these vibrational tools were really helpful to give him sensation so he could feel his body. And that was really important for him to be able to do because there's senses here that we don't even realize that we're, you know, like your gut instinct. What do you think about when you walk in the room and you see that person? What does that frown mean? A lot of it isn't through the mind. A lot of it's through that gut and the heart. We needed to have him fully, fully be able to sense all those things and feel all those things. So we combine the two. And the kid had an amazing appetite for, for therapy. He did. He just, he said yes to all of it. Well, that's my understanding on Asperger's is that it's, um, there are challenges, but there's some advantages in it too, right? Yep. Like, like there are like the ability to focus or learn something like super abstract or difficult is not, it's, you lose the emotion, like you're talking about like the connection between people, but in the advantage side of it is like, you lose the emotion to be afraid to learn something or fail, right? Exactly. So, I mean, he was reading at three, he was talking full in full paragraphs by a year. I mean, he's wildly intelligent. Yeah. So we never wanted to, to not have him be wildly intelligent, right? So we ended up putting him in a school that was multi-year so we could mask the deficit that he had because he had tremendous deficit in, in anything that was 
gray, right? So, so, so the, the under comprehension was really tough for him for a while. Writing was really, really tough for him for a while. Think of all those like social sciences, right? Those, those were not his game. Whereas, oh my God, math and science, he was amazing, right? And, and, and talking and reading, he was amazing, but he could parrot the things back. He didn't really understand them. So putting him in the right environment, because what we didn't want to do, Cody, was have him erode his confidence and say, well, I'm really good at this, but I'm not good at that. He didn't uh, even know he was really good at this and he wasn't good at that. He didn't even know. <laughs> I love that. You know what, Kim? Um, I, it, it's just making me smile listening to you talk about this because uh, you know, I'm relating this even from what your challenges were in the household to what, you know, what I see with business owners and entrepreneurs and those kinds of things. It's like you identified where you want it to be and then so you knew why you wanted to be there. The how is the easiest part a lot of times, right? It may not be the easiest to, to accomplish, right? But you said, I needed a lot of money because I needed therapy so that I could get him to understand things because this is the goal I want to have. What do I need to do? And it's like the how always shows up. Exactly. The unfortunate part is it holds a lot of people back. Um, and I think I'm, I'm, my goal is to have an impact on young people through this podcast and through money talkers is I don't, the how is not, is not the focus. And that's what most people say. They're like, I don't know how to do that. Well, if you have a big enough why, <laughs> and you have a set goal of why you want your why, like the how can reveal itself, especially nowadays. And we kind of talked off on a little bit, but like there's so much information on how to do anything these days. Like I have taught myself crypto in the last 35 days to mm -hmm. where like, I am so far more knowledgeable than I ever have. I'm really just picking it up from things that I can pick up with my phone. I stop. I don't, I don't watch Netflix. I read, you know, I read discord channels and I read Reddit channels and I read stuff where people are explaining I'm reading white papers and stuff. It's like, but it's because I want to have a massive amount of passive income from this. Cause I think it's better than real estate. And so I'm like, you know, the same kind of things like you guys went out and did that. And it's, it's just, but it, you had a bigger problem to solve with like, I just think of like emotional connectivity, like how hard that's got to be to explain, you know, because I have a seven year old son, like I couldn't imagine explaining to him when he was three, like how to, how he needs to control his emotional connectivity. So you can't really do that. You're kind of just showing through. You're, you're basically, you know, you're going to the, uh, the experts in the, in the yeah. area, right? So you're going to the people that understand the speech, that understand the occupational therapy, which helps, which helps those connections. Basically, what we were looking to do, Cody, was, was have his right brain talk to his left brain. So literally, <laughs> we, were just, we were looking for that connection. So we did things like air hockey. We did things like karate. We did a lot of crossover. We, we did make him crawl when he was younger. I mean, there was very, like, very like, I don't want to say simple, but very, um, you know, like boom, 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 boom. You need to yeah, use it, like a specific, right? yeah. Very specific. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's sort of where I was looking for, because you're right. The, the way you get things done is very specific. You wake up on Monday, you do these things. You wake up on Tuesday, you do those things. But if you're only waking up on Monday and doing those things and Tuesday doing those things, where are you going? And what are you, what are you working toward? So the, I'm all about the why I'm all about the potential. I'm always, I'm all about the result. I'm a transformation expert. I will get you there. <laughs> so, I was, so you stole my thunder, but I was going to ask you because I really, I, I, I mean, I really do love the subject because uh, it's just, you're, you're emotionally passionate about it and, it and it's, you know, comes flying through. And I think a lot of people struggle because they don't want people to know that their family has, you know, issues or warts inside of it that they had to, you know, everybody wants to look on the outside. It seems like, like, oh no, we don't struggle at all. We're, we're everything's fine in our household, which is like the farthest thing from the truth. If we start getting into it, because 
it's the same thing through business owners. It's the same thing through, uh, you know, in, in the, in the neighborhood. And, uh, and, and I think that the, the ability to solve the problems and to connect are the ability to have some vulnerability and admit, right. Mm -hmm. And admit, and, and, and also not just to other people, because I don't mean you have to air all your dirty laundry, but other people connect through struggle. Right. And, and for me, that's one thing that he was always gracious about. And we were always gracious about, we were always real. This is what's yeah. going on. This is where we are. This is what we're doing. I ended up in the parking lot of his school talking to like tons of mothers about what was going on with their children because they knew that I knew how to help. And so, and then I ended up writing a few books on it. I mean, honestly, it was a passion project, if you will, until I was able to then say, okay, what, what is really the core of this for me? And it was about that potential. It was about the, the results, getting those results. It was about changing lives. It was about having impact. It was about people knowing themselves so well and being able to trust their gut and trust their intuition to know exactly what it is they wanted to do. And when you do that, that your why is so evident and then that's where pathways clear. And things and things literally fall on your lap. You know, I love that. Um, we didn't really get into my story on a, on a lot of stuff, but um, at one point I had four companies and basically lost all of them. I went into foreclosure, I went into IRS tax liens. I went into, I should have filed bankruptcy, but I didn't. I wanted to crawl. I wanted to feel it and I wanted to crawl my way out of it. But at one point I was about $700,000 in the hole, no job, no house, no. The only thing I had was my car and it's because I had paid it off and they didn't know about it, I don't think. But like, uh, but I was so bad off that like, I didn't care anymore to tell people. I just was like, they're like, Oh, what's your story? And I'm like, well, I'm here. I'm doing this because I, this happened to me. And they're like, it, and I just kind of quit caring about putting that face on. And because I was telling people those stories, they were coming to me and starting to ask me about their situation, which, you know, they, it was a lot easier than mine. And so they had a little trepidation there, but it felt like people wanted just to be like, Oh, wow. Like this guy is, kind of open to talk about these things like it's it's a problem to solve you know kind of thing and I, and I find that um if we do put that guard down and have that vulnerability in our conversations I think our community can really develop from it I do too I absolutely do too and and this is why and I'm, I'm gonna do the lead in for you Cody this is why people don't want to talk about money yeah right because they feel I vulnerable I love talking about money I love money <laughs> yeah I don't know anybody that doesn't but I know a whole lot of people that don't like to talk about it so that's my goal is to say that's what so the, the name of the show is money talkers for that same specific reason right because if you are a money talker then you have to talk about it because otherwise you're not one right and so right. if you're listening to this and you say hey man I'm listening to that money talkers podcast like you better not be a hypocrite and not talk to your family about this you know because it's where the magic happens is being able to say, Hey, look, you know what? Maybe I don't know the answers, but we could find them together. Or what are your thoughts on it? Because maybe your paradigm, the view of the world of the way it is, is better than my paradigm, you mm -hmm. know, or maybe your knowledge, you've had this situation, you've solved it before me. So maybe I don't have to be so afraid and hide from it. And it gets worse and worse. So because you've already done it. And what was your experience? Oh, it's not that bad. Right. Right. You know, I, when I finally filed all my stuff with the IRS things, I had like eight tax returns to file <laughs> between three companies and personal and everything else. And like, it was every day for like two years. I was like, I couldn't sleep. I was just like, I was carrying suitcases of like guilt around with me. And finally somebody was like, dude, just go. Like it's, it's, what are they going to do? Like, it's not that bad. Like it's not getting better. And I went and I did and like the time I left, I was like, Oh my, I felt like I was like floating on the air 
You know, I'm like, why didn't I do this two years ago? You know, and it's that, that tackle. And so, so you've had this experience. And so I can 100% see how this has led you into being a transformational coach because you're a transformational mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how are you relating that into what you do is it, so is your transformational worth most, mostly with business owners? Are you transforming business owners? Are you transferring people that are in tragedy? Like who is your, who's your wheelhouse? It's, it's mostly business owners. People come to me because they're not satisfied. They could, they could not be satisfied with the amount of money they're making. They cannot be satisfied with, with their ability to grow teams. They could not be satisfied with their ability to, to run a business. Um, they come to me under the business lens, but the reality is we handle the whole life. So we talk well, about, you know, I've, I, I love you said that though. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but no like, they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. inseparable I don't 100%. care who I don't care who tries to tell you that they don't take it home or they don't take it to work they're inseparable yeah absolutely so the godfather movie that said it's just per you know it's not personal it's just business the most terrible thing said right <laughs> right because people started, quoting it and started getting really comfortable with that and it's such a fallacy such yeah. a fallacy. you can't split the two I literally was just with a client just a half an hour ago and we were talking about her her offerings and things like that but we were also talking about her relationship with her parents and we we're talking about her her son and her husband and all the things because that's who she is you can't just leave that at the door it doesn't work good luck you're gonna torment yourself uh, exactly <laughs> it's not gonna work yeah yeah and so um so I'm curious to ask you, where do you see the majority of the fastest impact when you start to work with somebody? How do you, I don't want to lead you to what I think the answer is, but <laughs> where do you see the fastest, earliest impact when you start dealing with somebody who says, I'm unhappy at work, I don't make enough money, I can't train a team, I'm having problems at my house, I'm stressed all the time you know i imagine they all kind of eventually come out all together because like i said they're on the it's hard to pull apart in the first place because once one starts they all kind of domino where do you see that first relief out of them it's literally the first session that i have with them because i see them we clear away all the other things. I'm massively intuitive. We do a lot of woo in my work. And so I literally hold, it's the first time that a lot of these people have been seen, heard, known, and they get to be them. They get to be them. And I literally, I just have the ability to just look at their potential and I just show it to them. And I just say, here's your potential. This is what you were born to do. And they're crying and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. But they get to see themselves for the first time, maybe ever, or for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably the first time in a long time. There's one thing that people don't realize is that success is lonely, especially as a business Mm -hmm. owner, right? You cannot talk to your employee. There's so much guarding in your life, right? Because there's these massive stresses that come up with being a small business owner. You know, they're, they're always there. There's always a cash flow. There's always a legal situation. There's always a an emotional situation or an employee situation or like and usually all of them at the same time and so you do your best not to take those home because you don't want to freak your family out and then if you have family stuff or you know you have those same problems you don't want to talk to your employees about it and if, even if you do it's like a 25 or 50 percent amount of it because you don't want to freak them out because you don't want them going through and everybody thinking the company's closing and you know and so you spend this time like guarded in between kind of living this like half-life a lot of times with these shells around you, it feels like. And so I imagine like sitting down to talk with you and being seen is the first time of pulling those shells off and being like, because you don't have a, you don't have a dog in the fight other than getting them to feel 
it's all right exactly. to talk these things it's weird because it's not like one day you're just like ah, i'm gonna be guarded i know, I know right? <laughs> yeah, exactly it builds up over time and you don't yeah. even realize it right yep. and a lot of times you don't realize how dissatisfied you are and a lot of times i'm happy right so we i know we touched up base on that before we got on the show and that that it, you matter that's my big thing is you matter so much and so why don't we put you in that center stage and why don't we say okay i matter here's my potential and and here's my unique way of getting there that's my ability. I have 30 years of business experience. I've been working on intuitive things for 20 years. I can marry the two. I can literally give you the programmatic how-tos on how to get from here to there. And that's what we do. You know, and it's uh, it's funny because you, as you kind of say, like, that's it, that you matter. I, I feel like as, and I'm not there now, but I used to be, um, you know, where by the time you're so fed up, of being kind of this half person everywhere like at that point you're kind of already trapped right and it's mm -hmm. it's you you know like you said it didn't it wasn't day one or it wasn't day you know 500 that you decided this oh i'm gonna be trapped like it's like no like i've had enough but then at that point you're like well if i don't do this anymore now everything is going to crumble right and so you, it's like there's an awakening piece in there and it, and it doesn't it's all in between our ears you know, and, and, well, I would say in between our ears and in between our, I don't know what you, in between your shoulders, your chest, your heart, whatever, but it's all in your head and your heart, you know, right. and your, and in your mind. And it's just, um, like I, I, you know, fortunately for me, I've been through it so many times, but it's, it's very difficult to explain. It is. And, and that's where I say, you know, you can do mindset exercises and, and you, know, you can do some other things, but I'm all about intuition. I am all about yeah. you following your gut. I'm all about you, that you have the sense and that, you know, Cody, how many times did you, did you not follow your intuition and get yourself into a situation that wasn't that great? And anytime you did follow your gut, you're like, Phew, so glad I'm followed my gut. Okay. So I'm going to change that for you just a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. here's what happened for me is that I was so worried to make the wrong step because I wanted to make the right decision all the time that I never made any decisions. Right. And I, what I did is I started piling them up on me and it became a fact where it was like, people would ask me a question. I'm like, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Let me think about it. I'll get back. It just became this repetitive verbiage out of my mouth. And at one point I read in this book, um, traction where it said more harm is done by indecision than wrong decision. I said, you know what? I said, I had been living in indecision for like five years. And I'm like, I started thinking about that Jim Carrey Yes Man movie where he's like, I say yes to everything. And I'm like, you know what? I'm answering everything. Now, well, I'll be yes, right? But like, and what I found was one, I stopped taking the problems home with me, mm -hmm. right? Which was a fantastic piece. It felt great. Two, my, the people who were asking me questions, realized, I realized they weren't even asking me half the questions they wanted to ask me because I was just going to say, let me think about it. Or I look busy or guess what? I was carrying 5,000 questions in my eyebrows while I'm typing and it scared everybody. Right. And then yeah. <laughs> three, like the, and this is the big one. I wasn't, I wasn't any more likely to be right or wrong in my own mind. If I made the decision then or in two weeks from now or a week from now or three weeks from now, because I was just going to find the answer faster if I was right or wrong. And so right. when I made, when I went with my intuition and my gut feeling of what the answer should be right on the spot, I made the decision and then we saw the results and we adjusted and we changed if we needed to, or it was, it went great. 
But right. if I had waited three weeks, I wasn't more likely to make a better decision. Just at that point, I was just like more and half the time they had already done the thing they'd asked me the question about. And I'm still walking around waiting to answer them. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, I had the, the monkey, the monkey manager, like I was like carrying thousands of them on my back and realizing they had already, they had already moved on without even waiting for me to come talk to them about it, you know? And so, awesome. yeah. I, and so, but I got this relief and I also, but the employees felt the relief around me, you know, because they no longer needed to like, they didn't have this, this, anxiety about asking me things and for me to put them off because that was exactly what was going to happen yeah yeah so this is this is where i talk about you know you knowing liking and trusting yourself you knowing yeah. what it is that, that you're looking for your why as you said you know that potential that result that goal and then the decisions have some lane you know like they have some place to be that you say oh well that's outside of it so that's a no or gee this is inside of it let me let me let me let me assess that but let me make a decision yeah you can't get there if you're not doing anything i started <laughs> you're gonna laugh at this but like, i started uh i and my wife will say this back to me now sometimes because i still have the i still have this innate indecision built into me but i've really tried mm -hmm. to train it away um yeah. but i heard mark cuban on um shark tank say if it's not a hell yes, it's no, right? And I started doing that where it was like, people would ask like, do we wanna do this with the company? Like if I have to talk, if we have to talk ourselves into it and like whether we're trying to figure out if this is a 60, 40 good yes or no, it's a no, go find another one, right? Go find something else and move on. And so like, you know, as you talk about that, like that piece that got you excited, like of how to do things like, and it's funny cause now we do it in our personal lives now too. So like me and my wife will be trying to like decide something like she'll look at me she'll be like it's not a hell yes it's a no and i'm like ah oh, throwing it back at me now like <laughs> i love that that's awesome well, i love that though too because your gut instinct is going to be a yes or a no right away oh you feel that's it right mm -hmm. you yeah if you're it. if you're trying to move that needle back up well you know eh, we mm -hmm. can make this work but da, 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 especially in business like should we pursue this and it's like uh, we could get that and see if it sells. We'll put it on the shelf for a while. What's the worst? I'll lose a thousand bucks. Like, no, if it doesn't yeah. go like, man, we could sell these things like go get another one. Cause there's another one right. out there. Mm -hmm. and, and a fast no is, is very powerful. Oh, absolutely. That's what I say about, and now you've, you probably read this a lot too, is in the sales sales situation. If you're looking at that client and you're like, well, maybe sort of kind of, no, it's a no. Yeah. You're not going to, I don't care what I don't care what the dollars say. I don't care what your checkbook says. I, I don't care if it's not a yes. It's not a yes. Yeah, and I say that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I love that. And so, um, well, I want to ask you because on Kim Woods, you have a uh, you have a quiz on yes. here, and so I want to ask you about this quiz real quick because we've got to wrap up here shortly. But uh, so I'm a big like Enneagram fan. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, right. And so when I look at these, I see a little bit of I see a little Enneagram behind here a little bit about like what's your uh your Saturday night? What are you up to? And like as you're pulling through these things, you know, like what's your kryptonite? Like are you trying to what are you trying to find out with this quiz? What's what's the uh what what's your what is your end result on this one? So here's the thing. You know, a lot of people can't come into the room with me, just bandwidth wise, and yeah. have me hold your potential in your hands and give you the roadmap on how to get there, right? So what we've done is we've created this, this quiz. It's 12 questions. They're very well thought out questions. They're very designed and they're to give you your intuitive type. So that you know how it is, you'll know a little bit more about how you make decisions, you know a little bit more about, um, you know, how to manifest money, you'll know a little bit more about your soulmate client, because we're looking to give you information about you, because it's all about you. 
You and then who knows yourself better than you, right? Exactly. But we get in our heads. And so we talk ourselves out of ourselves or we're looking so externally. This helps you look internally. That's what we're all about. Look internally, go with your gut, follow your own path. It, it blows my mind. Like on the Enneagram test, that when you get done with it, like how answering questions and your own perspective, because you'll look at these answers, you know, and it's like, uh, this one's kind of funny. Like what would embarrass you? Knowing one showing up for my big event, not knowing the answers at a televised interview, being seen as the least successful person in the room. And you're like, so you're reading these, you're like, eh, eh, oh, oh, that would be bad. Like, and it's like, it just punches you in the mouth. And it's like, and you get done and then you turn back around and it's like, it describes you and you're like, whoa, like it, it, it's scary sometimes, like how individualistic we are, but we can be, we can, we can discover things about ourselves through a simple quiz. Exactly, exactly. And so we start out with a very, you know, light placard that just gives you a little bit of few tips. Yep. And then if you say yes, you want more, we can give you the more, you know, the paragraphs full, but yep. some people don't want the paragraphs, you know, from answering 12 questions. So we're not just going you know, <laughs> to. Right yep. Yeah, I just, uh, I actually really love those because it's, it's really funny to kind of find out like it understands your perspectives and where you're coming from. And it can actually, uh, even, you know, it, it can pull through things like how childhoods affected you and like your ability to navigate the world and how you've chosen to do that, and why you've chosen. It. It's like, it just cracks me up, you know, it's, it's very, very fascinating to me. And so, um, but with that, Kim, uh, I want to ask you a question, like who should come find you and, uh, and where do they find you at? So people who are in business and they're not feeling that satisfaction. It could be, again, about where you are money-wise. It could be where you are delegation-wise and leadership-wise. It could just be, am I on the right path for business? You can find us at kimwoods.com or at Kim Woods channel on Facebook and Insta. And it is Kim E. Woods on LinkedIn. Awesome. Listen, I want to say thank you for coming on with me. And thank you for sharing uh, your, your personal story about, um, you know, overcoming and uh and absolutely succeeding and knocking out of the park as a superstar mom and just took a challenge and smashed it so uh congratulations on that and thank you very much for coming to share that with us thank you so much cody this has been fantastic thank you for listening to another episode of money talkers with me your host cody laughlin if you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker